0: What you What you I'm different you. What you
1: Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Blood Assault live stream. I'm your host, Marky Devereaux. We are coming to you remotely during this COVID-19 coronavirus or whatever the name they have come up with this week. Um, As we are coming remotely, I'd like to remind everyone that, of course, you can listen to us online. We are on seven different platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Vimeo, YouTube, Snapchat, and TikTok. And also, I just wanted to inform you that we are now on 14 different platforms, whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, Breaker, Listen Notes, Hubhopper, Backtracks, Podbay, Blueberry, Podcasts. Pocket Cast, let me correct myself, and we are listener-supported, so you can support us on Twitch, you can support us on Patreon, or you can support us on Anchor. With all of that being said, I'd like to go ahead and introduce some of my um, new and recurring panelists, and so let me start my list off with my new co-host. He is joining us from Asia. His name is Samuel Kuchera. He uh, is an entrepreneur who has worked in Asia, Australia, as well as North America. Hello, Sam. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Okay. And Sam, I'm going to ask you um, whatever you need to do just to come in a little bit closer on your mic. Um, I have a returning person who I like to call our left anchor. He is the person that locks it down on the left. He is an author, a historian, a documentarian, and he is also a professor. If you don't have the correct facts, he will correct you and get you together. Hello, Mr. Kirk how are you?
2: Fine, how are you, Marquise?
1: Very well. Um, a little bit closer to the mic for you, Kurt, and you will be perfect. And I, um, I apologize because my friend uh, Brian Parker is joining us on the line, and I don't have my notes in front of me. I do know that he went to the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. He, uh, Brian, tell us what you majored in. A political science, sir. Okay. And political science is a very important contribution to this program. Um, and then I have joining us Evan Engel. He has majored in journalism. Evan, where did you uh, where did you go to school?
3: I went to school at Ithaca College. Actually, I majored in
1: cinema. You majored in cinema? Where did I get journalism from in association with your name?
3: I've worked as a journalist for about a decade now, for... Lots of places, a lot of websites, Wall Street Journal, and a bunch of other places.
1: Okay. Well, Wall Street Journal certainly has some credibility these days. And then I'd also like to move the conversation over to who will likely be our new right-wing anchor. He is a descendant, um, he's sure to tell us, of Samuel Adams, the creator of Beer. Um, Oh, let me correct myself. He's a relative to Samuel Adams, uh, but there's also some connection to John Adams and John Quincy Adams of the presidency. Rob Arnold is a man who has personality. He is also the host of, tell us the host, uh, the name of your show, Rob Arnold.
4: Yeah, the, uh, the radio show, which is about to resume the airwaves with a 50,000-watt signal here in the New York market, is called, drumroll please, Political Firestorm.
1: Political Firestorm, and that's a name I'm probably not trying to remember because I think that we're about to have a political firestorm this November.
0: Yeah, we need um, a
4: clap of thunder right here.
1: Okay. So guys, um today's subject is Met Chaos at C D C. Who is leading us? Um I'd like to um just discuss the fact that recently I found out that some people near where I live here in New York City have contacted the virus. Now there are different reports. But I do know just to play it safe, I decided to go to the hospital to see if I could take the test. You know, I've been wearing my mask, I've been sanitizing and everything's been fine, but I wanted to be safe. And I was told that I could not be seen unless I had symptoms, uh, heavy symptoms. So if you have mild symptoms here in New York, you will not be seen at this time. What does happen is they say, go home, stay isolated. But in a city like New York, staying isolated is very challenging. What I was told is that the kits are in limited supply and they're very expensive. So, so what we have is we have the governors from Washington, the governors from Illinois, the governors from California, New York, Florida, Louisiana. They're begging for resources. There are not enough hospital beds. There are not enough medical supplies. There, is not, there are not enough things um, as simple as gloves to put on your hands. And in New York, uh, I believe it's in the Bronx, we have medical personnel that are wearing garbage bags to treat patients. So again, why are governors begging for resources? Well, they're getting the resources, Markey. What?
4: I mean, for the most part, I mean, look, you got Governor Newsom out of California, Governor Cuomo out of New York, both very liberal governors, and they've both sung Donald Trump's praises uh, loudly. Now, as what, does that, what does that have to do with getting supplies? Well, if they, if they weren't getting supplies, they wouldn't be singing his praises. Dr. Robert Redfield of the CDC, the director there, uh, he's got uh, one hell of a resume. Uh, he, he's a pretty darn smart cat. I think he's doing a decent job. I think they all are at CDC. And I think a lot of the rest of that is all hype. People are just trying to use this a lot of the time. I'm not saying you are, Marquis, but a lot of people are trying to use this as a political battering ram, and it's despicable.
1: Well, Rob, the case in point is that in New York City, uh, the United States has surpassed China, Italy, as well as uh, Iran, as Mm -hmm. far as cases, which leads us to believe that there is something that we are not prepared for, when you go to the hospital and you're told, "I may have been exposed," but you're not given a test. Even we if got you're more, we've, got, we've
4: got more testing going on in the United States than any other country on the planet, but they're going to have to be very judicious in that. The reason why we see the outbreak the way we do here in New York is clearly, you know, and simply because of the density of population here. You, you know, you can't compare New York City to like um, uh, Milan. We have uh, eight to nine million people here, and then all those people coming in every day—five million people a day uh, when it's when things are normal. So you know you get a lot of people, and they're packed together tight. So you're going to get more of an outbreak. Uh, But the death count has been
1: pretty low overall. Okay. Well, I'm going to shift this question over to Evan. Evan. Yeah. You know, he says. Rob uses the density argument, but we have other megapolises like Shanghai. Uh, we have places uh, like São Paulo, Brazil that or Mexico City that has a higher population in New York yet they're not experiencing what we are. Do you
3: have any comments Evan? Of course. And you could also add to that Tokyo or Seoul or any of the other mega cities around the world that aren't having the problem to the degree that we're having. Listen, the, the disease is a natural disaster and, and it would have it would have happened no matter who the president is. That's that's not the issue. The response has been a political disaster and it has been exacerbated by the by the incompetence of this administration. We've seen reports from as early as twenty eighteen. There were reports in the Atlantic, reports in Vox. People were on this who said we are not ready for this, and they said Said that the Trump administration is exacerbating this, and they're doing it by slashing the CDC budget. They're doing it by by closing down the National Security Committee wing that was responsible for a pandemic response, uh, they're doing it just by just by the the general incompetence and the high turnover they've had. I mean, cabinet secretaries don't last don't seem to last more than than eighteen months in the job in, in this administration. Uh, there's a Pretty reason standard. why we are there's a reason why we are having the worst time of this of any industrialized nation. We are the wealthiest nation on earth. We are in, in all the the lead ups to this. Right? If everybody had to predict this, all the people who, who are responsible for this predicted that the US would handle this very well. And so we're this not. This is and what we, we were told 30 days we ago. It's nonsense.
1: Okay.
3: It's not yeah.
0: and we, we, we'd be doing so much winning that our heads would spin. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. We're, we're hiding in our apartments right now. We're not handling this well. We no. could have, we, we could have, we, we lost a month to inaccurate tests.
1: Yes, yes, but but our question is why hasn't the U.S. government prepared its major cities, and it's um, why have they not prepared their citizens for the possibility? of isolation and lockdown. That is the question that we have now being in a wealthy country. And I don't know if this question has been answered. Governors are still asking for resources. We don't know if we're approaching the curve or if we've passed the curve. We do have a situation in New York City where We don't have the daily doubling rate, but we do have a rate that is still doubling, but over the course of four to six days. Um, And we're still calling this the Chinese virus. So-
2: Well, that's unfortunate.
1: Okay. Uh, All right. So um, let's let's move on to- Okay, so let's move on to the next question. Rob Arnold, you say that um, everyone is singing his praises and Trump says, be appreciative- um, I I, I wanna know from, I I wanna know from, I'm sorry, I I, I lost my train of thought, but I wanna know from Kirk. Kirk, do you appreciate the current state that the United States is in, in handling this virus?
2: Uh, Yes and no. Um, Yes, I think they're doing what they can. Uh, No, Um, I think that there was, Kirk, come point, closer
1: to the microphone, if you will, please.
2: Um, there was at one point when they um, they uh, uh, dismissed a number of people from the um, uh, medical uh, boards in Washington. Um, however, I think my fee- first of all, my feeling is that they uh, a it shouldn't be called the Chinese flu; it should be called. Um, COVID-19, which is exactly what it is. Two, they should be uh, a little more upfront about where it came from. Um, the fact that the Harvard professor was arrested with his assistant trying to smuggle 19 vials of the uh, the, the disease into China, not out of China.
1: Uh, okay, Kurt, give me a second. I'm going to switch the question over to another person. Um uh, Brian do you do you appreciate the current state that we're in and what do you see um, what do you see can be done differently
0: well you know first and foremost yes uh, to an earlier point uh, liberal governors have been singing Donald Trump's praises or the Trump administration's praises as far as some of the response that they've gotten that doesn't in any means uh, mean that they are, satisfied with everything and that they don't need more. Uh, furthermore, it's kind of sad that they've had to lather him up, so to speak, just to be able to get those things, regardless of your political oh, affiliation. So regardless, of, regardless, regardless of your political affiliation, you should be getting whatever you need, whether or not he likes the governor or not, because it's not about the governor. It's about the constituents. And those people are dying. Those people are in need. Those health care providers need uh, personal protective equipment to be able to do their jobs, to stay safe. And when they go home, keep their families safe. The fact that Rudy Giuliani can get on Fox News, no, the fact that Rudy Giuliani, I'm speaking, the fact that, the fact that Rudy Giuliani can get on Fox News and even sit there and co-sign on the fact that, yes, um, he's the big dog. And if you want something, you got to play the game. So when he's sitting there on, on um, Fox News talking about playing the game and then you're on this podcast and there are talking about uh, making stuff political. Come on, give me a break. It's called Verbal Assault. It's a political show. Everything is going to have a political slight in it, no matter what you want it to be. There's a difference
4: between there's a difference between talking in a political swirl and viciously attacking. Okay, okay.
0: So when Trump goes on to his press conferences that's supposed to be revolving around COVID-19, he spends more time talking about I don't know how Mike Pence does it. He doesn't get any sleep. If it were up to me when these people call and they're not being nice, I wouldn't take the call. What the fuck does that have to do with the virus? What does that have to do Nancy. with people dying? How you feel about Nancy Pelosi? Nancy Pelosi? How you feel about die. Nancy? Nancy Pelosi's caused them to die. Why are, you take, why are you taking time that should be revolved around what are we going to do about this fucking virus that doesn't care what affiliation you are? And he's sitting there talking about, oh, we're doing great things like this and we're doing great things like that and nobody else could have done this and blah, 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 blah. He's doing campaign rallies on the TV when he should be, have you heard him say, my heart, my thoughts, my prayers, my heart, my thoughts, my prayers go out to all the people that have died. What is he saying about uh, our thoughts and prayers are going out to all the people that are uh, going into harm's way? He spends more time talking about himself. These are his That's own campaign not rallies. It. That's nonsense. Rob, what do you feel? You, you watched any of these uh, uh, I've, I've,
1: been,
4: I've been, what? of course, keeping my eye on the whole thing. Governor Newsom said that Donald Trump said to them, him in their private conversation, we're going to do the right thing. And you have my support. All of our support, logistically and otherwise. When he he gets in front of the reporters, he doesn't say any of that, right? Hold on. So he He can say it in private, but he said it in front of all the cameras. You want to shush for a minute? The governor of California said that the president of the United States said that uh, everything he could have hoped for. And he said that he followed through on everything precisely as he said he would. Now, there's one example of I could give you way more than we have time for in terms of examples of people singing this man's praises. And by the way, when he shut off, when he shut off, when he shut off the travel from California, uh, from uh, China, Wuhan into this country, when he shut Mm -hmm. that off, what did his political rival running for president, this jackass Joe Biden say? He said it was racist. It was xenophobic. And he also said that it was hysteria. So the man on the Democrat ticket running for president right now, pretty much, he's the nominee, called it hysteria when when Trump saved all those thousands, if not tens of thousands of lives.
1: Rob, let me jump in here for a second. And the reality is, is that those of us that live in New York City are in lockdown. And if you utilize Germany statistics, German statistics, if you utilize North Korean statistics, if you utilize statistics in... Um, I'm sorry, I don't have uh, that in front of me, but I do know that Germany and North Korea and certain other countries are already past the critical point and they're starting to stabilize. We in the United States, we have more money, we have cities that are less populated, and yet we're still dealing with this thing here. Now, when someone goes to a medical facility and they're told, we cannot administer the test because it is too expensive and there is a limited supply. Uh-huh. There is an issue there. Now, I will, now I will say on this side, uh, the U.S. Army has been dispatched to uh, the west side of Manhattan. We do know that they are sending um, what we call bunkers of about a thousand beds to various cities. We do know that the Javits Center is going to be converted into uh, a, a bed facility. My concern is, is that we already had people that were pre-testing in Long Island, which is, um, you know, uh, there, are, there are a lot of Trump voters there. We do have people that were pre-tested in Staten Island. There are a lot of Trump voters there. Uh, we do have people that were uh, pre-tested in Westchester. Now, for our global listeners, when um, when we when we in the United States hear our, our, the president of our nation say, if... They are not appreciative. Don't take the call. What type of message, Rob, would you say that sends to the nation when this is a time we should be coming together?
4: Well, I, I think that he has said many, many, many things that are about unity and about we're all in this together and all that sort of thing. But uh, we're not addressing, that, so we're again, not addressing that, that. are not addressing that Anybody who wants to cherry-pick one situation here or there, you're welcome. To I think that if somebody is not showing appreciation, they can kiss Trump's ass on the way straight to
0: hell. How's that
4: for an answer?
1: Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm going okay. say- to be honest. Yeah. I mean, basically, you co-signing on what Trump said. If you don't kiss my ass- No, no. Not kiss ass. Be get.
4: appreciative. Instead of stabbing him in the back every chance they get, these scumbags. Okay. okay.
0: Yes. Yes. Even if he felt that way, Rob- There are people dying. Wow. And? And the fuck? How they're getting left, right,
4: sideways. Look, when when the H1N1 swine flu broke out, when the H1N1 swine flu broke out, your boy Barack Obama sat for six months without making one move in any direction. You had flights in and out all day, every day, for months on end. We had 1,000 dead before he lifted a finger and 17,000 dead when
1: all was said and done. Where were you then? Where was your voice then? Rob, I'm sorry, but that's not a fair comparison because I I don't... Right Tough. now, right now, I'm being told of people not being able to breathe and dying in weeks. When the New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, who is not known to be in um, Governor uh, President Trump's top 10 list, says we need thirty to 40,000 ventilators for a city of 9 million people, we're asking for thirty to 40,000, and we're being told we're going to be sent less than, less than, 1,000, less than 1,000.
4: They were in a warehouse. The governor didn't even know they were there.
1: What, so, guys, we're missing a whole point here. When someone is afflicted with this disease, there, there comes a point very quickly where they have shortness of oxygen, which means a ventilator is the only thing that keeps them alive. When we spend trillions of dollars on war debt, Okay, and creating war debt in the trillions, it's because we're, we're wanting to be prepared for our enemies. We've always considered China an enemy. We've always considered Russia an enemy. Um, at one point, so we always. considered Japan an enemy. This is why the Republicans tend to be pro... Um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the word is not even there right now, um, but pro-armed forces, pro... Um, Defense, lor- Yeah, thank you, pro-defense. I don't know why the word wasn't coming to me because there's so much happening right now. This is, guys, we are at war. We are at war with an invisible enemy. And why is it that people who are wanting to be prepared, okay, because we're, we're, we're saying that we're unprepared. And when i asked the question earlier is do we have the right leadership in place everyone said yes so if everyone said yes we do that. have the right leadership you were saying brian yeah, i'm sorry no we didn't say that okay we did say yeah. that we we say we're saying that we are that that we are prepared why are we shutting down The United States economy, which is the strongest economy in the globe, why is the globe being shut down? And why is the epicenter of this problem in New York City? Why is China back to work? Sam, Rob, I'm going to let you guys take this one because we can't go back to Barack Obama. Barack Obama is not the president.
4: No, it's about perspective. No, wait, 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 wait. That is about about hypocrisy. It's not about Obama at all. It's about hypocrisy. When, when Obama did nothing for six months and 17,000 people died, nobody said nothing. And the same people who didn't say a word about all of that. Now when I say, look at Trump. it's a ah, shit up. Now um, it's because the hypocrisy is ridiculously
1: blinding and stupid. So but it's, it's not hypocrisy because something that, is working in Germany. Germany is not having this problem.
2: But Germany has a different health system. It has a completely different health system than the United States. So does Britain, so does France, so does Italy. Completely different health system.
1: Okay, and so, so Kirk is trying to say, and Kirk is cutting in and out, but Kirk is trying to say that Germany has a different health system. And one of the things, um, and I wanted to talk about it in, um, in tomorrow's broadcast, is the fact that um, people, you, we're telling people you can't go to work. People who are already paying for health care out of pocket don't have a means to pay for whatever Healthcare is going to be required, and we've already told people, you know what? Pick your own insurance. Um, this is a time we need to have a discussion about a national healthcare system. We, I think, guys, we have to admit here that we're caught with our pants down. We're talking yeah. about Barack Obama, but I don't recall thousands. I'm not of talking guys. about Obama. I'm not. Okay, we, we've mentioned Obama, but what no, does but Obama have? To-
4: in a very specific context, it could have been some guy named Chuck. It doesn't matter. It's when people do not. When people do not point out what's going on with one administration, where there's a Democrat and CNN, they reported on H1N1 swine flu like they were talking about whether whether or not uh, you the animal would see a shadow on Groundhog Day. They were just talking about very matter-of-factly, and and when people behave that way, when there's a Democrat in the room,
0: right.
4: and right. they I mean, attack anybody, do, the do you seriously want
0: us to believe that the swine flu and uh, COVID nineteen are remotely similar to seventeen
4: thousand dead, half a million dead worldwide, according to CDC statistics on oh, okay. H1N1 swine Rob, flu. Half, Rob, a you you wanna, half a million dead. Do,
0: do you understand that? Half a million people dead, Brian. Do you seriously want us to believe that COVID nineteen and the swine flu and the, flu and the flu and mad cow disease and anything else you want oh, to throw in there is the same? It's all. It's all a virus. Every one of them.
1: Okay, but here's the why didn't the
0: other ones
4: why didn't the other ones force us
0: into the same situation
4: that we're in now? That's a great question. I have no idea why they're reacting this draconian with these draconian measures.
1: Well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Probably the because
3: it's so much deadlier and so much more contagious. That's why. No, they're all contagious. They're all infectious.
0: CDC is Trump's CDC, Did you see? It ain't Obama.
4: Half a million, Brian. Half a million dead. We're not but anywhere near the US. Number. But I not in the US.
0: Right. I understand in, the numbers. The US handled it much better. better. Things that are comparable. Much better.
4: We lost yes. 17,000 people here in the US on the swine flu.
3: That's, that's unfortunate. And, and that's comparable to flu. But this is not right. comparable to flu. The, this, is, this is a much no, it's deadlier number. The number changes. of
4: fatalities is much lower here. The number the of fatalities, but look at the
3: number of fatalities relative to the number of people who are infected. The number of people who died to the, from this relative to the number of people who get it is so much higher than any of those things. You name it. This deserves a much more severe response.
4: Correct. Fine and well, but you know what? It's getting a very severe response. Well, it? I don't. You want just to... called it, call it draconian.
1: But, and but Brian, Brian and Evan, they're they're going going tomorrow, Guys, yeah, hold yeah. on draconian. one second. Guys, hold on one second. I don't want to, I don't want to attack Rob on this. I I, want to move the conversation over to Sam. Sam, Uh, you have been here for seven weeks in the United States and you have sang Trump's praises. I would like to know why is China back to work without a, 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 a catapulting of deaths in his major cities, which are certainly a hell of a lot more than 10 million. Let's talk about Shanghai, let's talk about Beijing, let's talk about other major cities. Why is China back to work?
2: China's numbers. China's numbers are very inaccurate.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying that China is not back to work. So, chi- so, so, <laughs> Fan, you're <laughs> saying that China. One second, One second, yeah. please. So, um, you're saying that China is suffering financially when, ironically, everything there is a black market for gloves which come from China, masks which come from China uh i i can name at least four or five other medical items i was on 125th street in the middle of harlem black usa and i had a man trying to sell me masks and, and and sanitizer out of a garbage bag when an item goes black market it means that it's not available or the price has become so high that it's not accessible we're missing some crucial points here the bottom line is people are dropping dead. And people are dropping dead within a matter of weeks. And what we are, what we have to come to the reality of, is that this is essentially World War Three. Whatever is going on, uh, whether we call it germ war, whether we call it germ warfare, viral warfare, or whatever, we don't have the health coverage in the United States to cover all of these citizens. The problem that we also have is that the president of the United States wanted to do an out of um, wanted to do an in-state quarantine for three northeast states, Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York. Outside of Massachusetts and New England, these are are probably financially the highest revenue-producing states in the union. With that being said, when you are at war, does it not make sense, and Sam and Rob, I gear these questions to you, does it not make sense to utilize all your resources on the table in order to fight your enemy?
4: But he is using the resources. That's that's what's going what on. What, so what's
1: said. going on with GM, guys? What's going on with GM? Well, GM, saying, what,
4: they went they went back on their they went back on the original agreement. We'll see what happens with GM moving forward. But you've got a lot of major U.S. companies that are squarely on board that actually didn't need anybody to twist any arms. Uh, the, the president has given many press conferences with a lot of these business leaders flanking him on all, on both sides. And, and and anyway, you know, we're going to see what happens with GM. But but I, I do think a lot of these big U.S. corporations are are really ponying up, and they're they're really making a very strong effort. That's,
1: that avoids the question. The question is why are we not utilizing, by way of executive order, all of the resources at hand, which would include General Electric, which would include GM, which would include pharmaceuticals, to fight this enemy well we are now, when you're telling me for what did we just he's, say for what
4: he's, we're making oh, yeah. no, I'm saying we are we're they're making every effort they're sparing no no uh, no expense they're really making a very strong effort okay and so Rob, and we've Rob, got 1668 deaths total right now 16 okay so you think we're fine no I think that we have to take it extremely seriously I do think also that it's a matter of keeping our eye on the lying, filthy bastards.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, I'm getting a reaction here. Who was that
0: from? Was that from Ryan. Brian? Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. My bullshit detector went off. I couldn't control it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. You know, it,
1: it, it, it almost seems like Tourette's direct, almost when I get oh. stupid shit. Okay. Okay. Like, I, I, I want to say this. Um, unfortunately, we only have 10 more minutes left in this program. Um, oh my this, God. this is a three-part program. Um, so Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays episode, will cover this. I do want to ask you this in the time that we do have. Okay? Um, I'm going to give this one to Evan. Evan, who do you hold most responsible for the current status of where we are? Trump. And why? Trump. You hold the president accountable.
3: Trump. And, and, and Trump, listen, if things were going great, Trump would want us to hold him accountable. So it's not yeah. fair for him to say, don't look at me. It, it's not fair for him to get on the phone with the governors and tell the governors, maybe you should look and see if you can find your own ventilators. It's not fair for him. But what he's doing to if you want to talk about Governor Newsom, it's, it, you got to bring up the governor of Michigan, too, who has been fighting with Trump all week and saying that supplies are being diverted away from Michigan because she hasn't been adequately praising him. Yep. It, it's it's trump who dissolved the the cdc committee that looked into this years ago yep. it's it's trump who slashed the funding for the cdc in general yep. it's, it's so so the fact that the fact that we don't have enough ventilators and that this is and that this was not something that caused by surprise this is something people have been saying for years and yep. we can look at reporting in the atlantic and look at reporting in vox that, that highlighted this years ago the fact that that this was uh, knowable that that people mm-hmm. saw this coming uh and and it and and we're now currently in the state where we are. This is a uh, this is a hundred percent. I'm putting this on Trump.
1: Let me let me move this over. Let me move this question over to Evan. Evan, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, let me correct myself. Let me move this question now over to Sam. Sam, you mentioned Obama earlier. One of the things that Obama did when he came into office is he. Um, He instituted a bailout, and in part of that bailout were the automakers, which were some of the largest factories in the United States. Some of those automakers... I'm I'm, I'm sorry, did I say Sam? I meant to say Rob. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Rob, this question is directed at you. Uh, You mentioned Obama, and um, one of the things that we're hearing is that we, it, there's a possibility that the president may utilize GM, and then we're hearing that he pulled back on that. Again... Actually, our,
4: it said GM changed GM changed the... Um, if, if, the, the but if
1: I may finish the question, if I may finish the question, the question was, Obama in his presidency instituted bailouts for these, um, for these auto companies when the Republican Party was very much against the support. Now that we're in a time of of germ warfare, uh, and I'm saying germ uh, to include the virus, um, now there's hesitancy on you utilizing GM, um, but people are still dying. Numbers are still increasing. So, again, I ask you, who do you hold responsible for the current status? The United States economy is virtually at a virtual standstill.
4: Yeah, it is. Uh, What I hold responsible for it all is COVID-19. Um, I'm going to say that uh, the bailout of the automobile industry uh, early on in the Obama tenure, uh, people were against it because it was a whole hell of a lot of money that was going to just like people going to line their pockets, and that's what they did. By the way, Ford said no, thank you. Ford Motor Company did not take a dime of that money, and they're doing better now than all those that did. So we got to you know keep a perspective on all that. But uh, but uh, but I'm wanting
1: you to give Obama some credit for wanting to bail out these companies well, because these automakers, some of them wouldn't be here now.
4: Well, I don't know if that's exactly true, but I will say that the 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 you could look at it one of two ways. Either you give them credit for trying to bail out the automobile industry because it's got a lot of ripple effect, tires and this and that and that, lots and lots of ripple effect. If any big, big uh, automobile company uh, manufacturer uh, goes goes belly up, the ripple effect is massive. That's one way to look at it. That's pretty much the way I do it. Okay. Others, others saw it kind of as trying to take over, the control the means of production. Um, okay. But, but I will say that he, I think he did a good job with that bailout. I, I do. And, OK, uh, so
1: you've given Obama some credit for the bailout. But, but, yes. but, but again, I'm focusing I'm focusing right now on the fact that we're we don't have enough masks. We don't have enough gloves. Um, we're not producing our own items. We're still getting these items from China. They're still being manufactured and sent over uh, by um,
4: manufacturers uh, med masks uh, right, right here in the U.S. And he, he, he's selling out of them. Look, okay. We can't we can't look at this through the bubble and the prism of New York City only. I mean, there's 50 states here. Uh, my friend John has been manufacturing med masks for a very long time, and the well, signature um, uh, note no of them is they last a month, not just. A well, month. well,
1: here's a, here's, a, here's the thing, Rob. You, your friend right now should be an overnight billionaire because no one knows. Oh, he's where he's the making
4: lots are. of money. He's okay. making Lots of money,
1: but no yeah. one else is though. Well, he's. And he's not gouging either. Okay. Okay, guys, we're down to three minutes. Um, Sam and Brian, you're still in agreement that Trump is doing what needs to be done. Evan and Thank Kirk and, and Brian. And Brian. Oh, my Brian. My
0: Brian. Mm-hmm. Okay, hey, man,
1: Brian. <laughs> <doesn't know enough laughs>
0: no. that. Rob and Sam.
1: Rob and Sam mm. are in agreement. Brian and Evan are not, and that includes Kirk. Um, Brian, and Kirk. Brian, I'm gonna give you um, I'm gonna give you the last word um here because we're down to two and a half to two minutes sum it up for me in one minute what you see what you're experiencing and where you think we'll be in about three months
0: um well see first and first and foremost uh in relation to gm yes they're doing those things now we've been running out of supplies for a while Trump could have compelled them a long time ago to do this. Listen, oh, when we did the auto bailout, don't oh boy me, when we did the auto bailout, oh, we basically boy, said, we're the there man. for you. Yeah. So when we sat there and said that we need some damn ventilators, I think you need to come off your ass. When you needed a bailout or you needed some deregulations and you come up to Capitol Hill and want to pitch and cry and scream about this and that in the third, there was no problem then. So you Get up off your ass, make the ventilators, make the mask, keep it moving. I blame Trump because, as someone said last week, he likes to lead from behind. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he likes to he likes to lead in front when he thinks it will benefit him politically. When he is very uncertain about the outcome, he wants to lead behind because he wants to have a certain ability to say, hey, that wasn't on me. That was on the governors to do their job. So
1: if things go south, blood's not on my hands. It's going to be on the governors. I wanna thank my guests for tuning in, um, for being on the panel of Verbal Assault Live Livestream. Um, I am your host, Marky Devereaux. We are coming to you remotely during this um, during this viral crisis. Um, I'd like to um, let you know about Tuesday's topic, massive job losses, the uninsured are now not so sure. Thank you for tuning in to Verbal Assault and look forward to having you on tomorrow's program and we are out.